This is a story called What Death Can Touch. It's a story about loss and rebirth. As an adolescent, I remember reading that if a young boy didn't get his father's validation and hence was always looking for it, he was doomed for life. It meant he would never grow up and become a real man. If you desperately want something from someone, you always remain their child. My father was a complicated man. He was a passionate, moral man and at times capable of being loving. Yet he was also hostile and abusive to his wife and children. And for that, I hated him. To this day, I have contempt for the word validation. It troubles me to remember seeking it so obsessively from my father. But for years, the more he deprived me of it, the more I became attached to getting it. I just couldn't throw dirt in the grave of the father I was never going to have. I couldn't let go. So what did I do? I became a psychotherapist. I fooled myself into thinking that if I could provide the elusive validation to others that I never received, it would somehow cure me. Spoiler alert, it doesn't work that way. When my father became terminally ill in 2002, my mother also became ill in New York City. They were living on opposite coasts, and by 2004, they were both in hospice. In October of that year, as my father began to deteriorate, I realized there was a lot at stake for me. I thought, this was my last chance to receive the intangible stamp of approval from him and perhaps give the last 38 years of my life some redemption for all the pain he put us through. And with my mother simultaneously dying in New York City, I also wanted him to do it quickly so I could fly east and see her before she herself passed. It was a very stressful time. So hurry up, Dad. Make me a man. The clock was ticking. The cliche moment of truth was upon me. The day of reckoning had arrived. My father was at his deathbed, but he didn't give me what I wanted. There was no resolution. There was nothing. With no one by my side, I watched him silently breathe his last breath as I held his frail hand with no words. It was the loneliest moment of my life. I then settled his affairs in Los Angeles and I flew to New York City to watch my mother die. Thankfully, I got there in time and I had the kinds of moments with her that I could never have with my father. My mother and I expressed our love for each other. We reminisced, we cried, we even had a few laughs. A few days later, my mother passed. It was the saddest moment of my life. My sorrow was only matched by a somber reflection of how I always felt about love. Tis a frightful thing to love something that death can touch. Perhaps my father did leave me with something that day, but it wasn't about 
what I wanted. Instead of uttering words of validation, he gave me what I needed. He gave me a swift death so that I could be with the person that could utter those words. He simply didn't possess the emotional wiring to express his love openly. That's the way it always was. I temporarily forgot that. What I also recognized from that experience is that I frightfully loved my father and all the years of abject abuse didn't make me hate him. It only made me hate myself. But at least that was something I could work on. That was something I could do for myself. I didn't need him to validate me or anybody else anymore. The search was over. Yes, death touched me by taking both my parents in the same year. It ripped my heart out and shattered my central nervous system, but it also inspired me to become a better man. I hope I succeeded. Thank you everyone for listening to another quick episode of Mindfulness for the Soul. This one was a little bit different and it was a little bit personal, but it all happened. My name is John Paris, MFT. Mm-hmm.